There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And today we'll be discussing episode 14 of season two of Resident Alien. Oh my goodness. I was wondering, I mean, we had a whole episode without anything about the baby. Right. Like, are we really just not going back to anything? So at least we got something in there. Yeah. And the alien tracker is back. That surprised me. Just a little. Yeah, I figured he had to show up sooner or later, but didn't quite expect it to be this soon. But yeah. okay, let's get it. <laughs> well, unfortunately, this episode did not make the top 150 in the daily cable ratings. So that's surprising. Yes, it was. So episode 14, Cat and Mouse. Harry goes head to head with one of his biggest enemies. We open with General McAllister paying a visit to the alien baby who still disguised as Bobby Smallwood. She doesn't believe he's an extraterrestrial or that anyone in the facility is anything other than human. Well, that's However, a surprise. Wh- yes, I wouldn't buy it anyway. But However, while asking... The A.B. who put him up to this, he touches McAllister's head, absorbing her memories. He sees her as a little girl with her father on the lighthouse, along with her first alien encounter. Alien Baby observes while McAllister's father leaps from the top of the lighthouse. After he withdraws from her memories, the baby transforms into his little alien self. Oh, we little alien baby. Yeah, McAllister's jaw drops at the sight. Admittedly, he's pretty damn cute. Later, Asta finds Dan fishing at the lake. He apologizes for not warning Asta about her awful mother sooner. Yeah, that was a uh, something you probably should have done, Dan. That was still heartbreaking. Yes. We learned Asta's mom was a drummer in Dan's band, already pregnant. After Mary Ellen fled, Dan's friends urged him to call protective, Child Protective Services but instead he contacted an adoption attorney. Dan never looked back. Pair embrace and it fills your heart. Yeah, it was so sweet compared to what she just had in that meeting with her mother. Yes. Her birth mother. Yeah. Austin and Dan have to be a favorite father-daughter TV pairs, that's for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ben finds Kate and Kayla diving into lawyer stuff. What kind of lawyer stuff, you might ask? Applying a restraining order to prevent the resort's construction. Ben proceeds to be a man-child about the whole thing. Thought he was going to break into a Max Fit. Thought he was going to break the coffee grinder. Yeah. (laughs) Conveniently turning on the coffee grinder whenever Kayla and Kate try to discuss the restraining order. After Kayla departs, Ben and Kate make a pact never to discuss the resort whenever they're home. I'm sure that'll go over perfect. 
Yeah. <laughs> Next, Harry gives Asta a letter to convey the truth about the Greys. Asta isn't ready to save the world again, but Harry vows to concoct a plan to eliminate the Greys' threat. Whether the scheme goes off without a hitch is a whole nother story. Then we see Sheriff Mike leaving a voicemail for Detective Lena. After rambling on for a hot minute, he finally asks her on a date. Oh, I don't think he technically got to that point. Yeah, I don't either. It was just almost there. (laughs) Yeah, I think Torres, I mean, Lena could have figured out what he was actually wanting. to. Oh, I'm sure. She is a detective after all. Yes. At that moment, Liv enters the fray, mentioning Mike and Lena popping out 10 kids together. Oh, yeah, that'll run Lena off. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, back it up a little bit, Liv. I love you, too. And uh, I love that you're trying to put them together, but um, that's a bit much. Come on. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that remark might throw a wet blanket over the proceedings. You think? (laughs) Darcy conceals her pill bottle from Elliot and applies the ice pack to her gnarled, painful-looking knee. Darcy inquires about the top of her blender, her emotions teetering precariously on a knife's edge. Darcy's abrupt mood swings alarm Elliot, who asks if she's okay. Darcy chalks it up to be being in competition mode, but we know better. Meanwhile, Mike reveals that Peter Bach is here to see Liv. As it turns out, he didn't ignore the 62 email she sent him. The pair head off to Joe's diner for a chat. Ben barges into the break room, revealing Kate's decision to team up with Kayla to put a stop to the resort. Mike launches into a tangent about passing massage school with flying colors and how he practiced his masseur skills on a feral cat. Uh, what? (laughs) When he was saying that, I just... Like, I know I have that face right now, and I'm sure everybody else, when he said that, had that, what, what? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, His stories are just so far out there. It's something else. Yeah, I love it. What is it? The more feral, the better. It's like, uh, excuse me? Right. So later, Harry tells Asta his grand plan to stop the grade. Another sci-fi convention. Austin Harry spot live with Peter in a booth, prompting them to seek shelter in the kitchen, much to Dan's irritation. I love this because it's like, oh, we got to hide. He might know who we are. So why do you keep sticking your face in the window? Yes, because that got his attention. Right? Yeah. Obviously, Peter knows what Harry looks like, so this could spell danger for them. Liv tells Peter about her UFO experiences. Amid their conversation, he sees Harry through a window in the kitchen. Peter excuses himself from his meeting and flees on the hunt for Harry. I don't know, because when he went, he was like, oh, I'm sneaking out the back. But then Asta seen Peter go out the front. So why wouldn't she just be like, Harry, no, come back here. Go out the front, you know? Right. So Asta chats with Liv to get the lowdown on their meeting while Harry evades the famous alien tracker. Unfortunately, the two come face to face, and Peter whips out a weapon to subdue our favorite resident alien. Thankfully, Judy knocks Peter out of the way when she opens the door in his face. Harry feigns an attraction to Judy to escape Peter and whisk her away into the pub. Once inside, Harry constructs a flimsy excuse for dumping her. I'm kind of tired of the cast incessantly dumping on poor Judy. (laughs) Judy seems so oblivious to everything, though. 
Yeah, she does. I mean, it's almost comical. Yeah, she's funny, but <laughs> it'd be nice to see the show flesh her out just a little bit more. Judy's deserving of love like everyone else. Meanwhile, Peter returns to his meeting with Liv. She gives him a detailed book chronicling patients' potentially alien events. Peter finds a sketch of Harry in his alien form from season one. Liv claims it was an elaborate ruse crafted by Max. However, Peter knows better. He asked to meet with Liv later that day at the 59. Okay, so he kept saying, oh, I... Do you have a pub we can meet at? And she, wait, or is it a tavern? And she has, they have the pub. But I didn't understand what the difference was. And I did not look it up. But I'm like, why is he so adamant on basically meeting at a bar, but it has to be a certain type of bar? I mean, right. Uh, more likely, seedier. Serves booze. I mean, serves food as well. Oh, uh, is that the difference? I believe so. Okay. I don't know. I call them all bars. Yes. Next, Judy gives Darcy some pills at the latter, latter's request. I hope Darcy gets help. It's a slippery slope she's on, and it's not one of the skiing persuasions, that's for sure. Yeah, that's kind of scary how they're showing her spiral so fast. But we also yes. don't know what the time frame is at this point. No. So Harry stops at the clinic to eat Ellen's lunch, as usual. <laughs> Getting back at Ellen. Asta urges Harry to return to his cabin since Peter hunts for him. Speaking of, Peter encounters Max. He asks Max about the sketch of Harry, which Max brushes off as a prank he pulled. Peter digs deeper after noting Max's lie. He hands Max his card should the kid change his mind. Later, Mike joins Ben, Kate, and Max for dinner, hoping to convince Kate to put the kibosh on the restraining order. Max departs during the dinner, clearly feeling the tension radiating between his parents. Oh, you think? Yeah. Because that got weird real fast. Yes, it did. Ken and Kate and Ben break their new rule about not discussing the resort while Mike stokes the flames. Meanwhile, Kayla and Asta hang out at the 59 with Kayla comforting her cousin after the encounter with Mary Ellen. They observe while Darcy spews venom at a customer because of his because his tip is meager. Her yeah, overreac- that's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, her regre- overreaction worries Asta. After the guy storms out, Darcy's demeanor does an alarming 180. I mean, she was throwing coins at him. Yeah. So Max finds Harry sitting on his bed and gorging himself on Max's leftover Halloween candy. This was hilarious. When he's it- like, oh, your candy sale, how long are we past... Halloween, like Halloween, yeah. <laughs> because seriously, chocolate stays good for like a long time. Steve yes. and I both can tell you, working in retail, we get Halloween candy in way earlier than you think. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's some in storerooms right now. I'm just saying. So yep, how old is this candy? <laughs> Harry persuades Max to refrain from giving away his location to Peter. They're friends, remember? And this scene kills me. Any interaction featuring Harry and the kids is sure to be hysterical. In retaliation, Harry steals Max's Halloween candy and pretends to call a friend while climbing out the window. Sure, Max 100% bought that. Next, I Mike and Liv drink hard, honestly. <laughs> yeah. We learn that Peter stood up Liv for their later meeting, but she assumes he's merely tailing an alien. 
Detective Lino waltzes into the bar, making a beeline for Max and Liv's table. Liv departs quickly to give them some space. Of course, Mike and Lena bond over their choice of a knife. These two are peas in a pod. Sure, that's what we'll call them. Yeah. <laughs> ben and Kate sit on the couch silently, each reading a book. Ben is reading the Gutenberg Bible, which feels strangely on brand for him. And Kate is reading Our Town, which also strikes me as, a, as fitting her personality, especially giving her change of heart regarding patience. Anyway, Kate gets a phone call about the restraining order for the resort. It went through. Ben sees at his wife throwing a wrench in his plan, but he vows to rise like a phoenix from the litigation ashes. Okay, calm down, Ben. Just yes. calm down a minute. Later, Asta approaches Jay at the latter's tiring shift at the diner. Asta tells Jay she loves her for the first time and convinces that she thinks about Jay daily. If Jay wants anything to do with Asta, she's here. If not, that's okay, too. And yeah, I was tearing was, up a bit. <laughs> yeah, who wasn't tearing up? Elliot finds Darcy asleep in the pub by herself with the door unlocked. That's a he, throwback to first season. Yeah, it sure is. He reminded her she missed their hangout session. He waited two hours for her. Darcy claimed she was merely cleaning after closing. Yeah, it didn't look like any cleaning got done there. No. Elliot urges Darcy to be honest and tell him what's happening with her. However, Darcy keeps mum, refusing to divulge her pill addiction and excruciating knee pain. So, Al so Elliot breaks things off, leaving Darcy at the bar. This was rough. Yes, I mean, it was really rough. rough seeing that. Because, like, he hugs her, and she's like, no, don't. And he's like, lock the door after me. I was like, oh, God, twist the knife. Yes. And Darcy sobs, and everybody's heart is breaking for her. Oh, yes. Darcy heads to Asta's house. She owes Asta the pill bottle and the pair embrace while Darcy cries it out. And these two are always there to support each other. Oh, my gosh. These two friends. I love them. This is what I said about this show seeming. I mean, yes, there's some crazy outrageous stuff, but like the people in it just seem like real people. Like you're going to support your friend. You're going to help them. You're going to do like the crazy, stupid stuff for your friend, like Team Darcy and and all of that. And they just seem like real people like you want to hang out with. Right. I mean, absolutely. with some over the top stuff added in. Yeah. Meanwhile, Peter sneaks into Harry's cabin while the latter sleeps. Peter stands over Harry's slumbering form, procures his weapon and zaps Harry with it. And did you notice that it looked like the blankets were like smoking after that? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I was afraid it might burn the whole cabin down there for a oh minute. Oh my gosh. That would have been horrible. However, Harry's elsewhere, clearly staging his bed to look like he's in it. Then Peter wanders into the living area, finding Harry looming behind him in his complete extraterrestrial form. The shot switches to an external one of the cabinet as we hear Peter yell and see a blue glow emit from the windows. It seems Max picked aside Harry's and... Not sure Peter made it through that, but I guess we'll find out in the next episode. I mean, that's a lot of uh, energy Voltage. running through you. <laughs> yeah. But all of those lights were lighting up. Yeah, and Peter is not a young man. No. 
Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast. With good ratings and reviews, it helps other fans of the show find us, as there are a few other resident alien podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcast. You can check us out at www.fangirlzone.com. We have a contacts page with all of the ways to get a hold of us. We have our podcast page. And we, of course, want to thank everybody who's been following us and who recently started following us on all of our platforms. Um, we have some more people joining us on YouTube. Thank you for joining us there. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk. I'm Steve. If I was hungry and I saw a pizza on a hook, I might not be able to control myself either. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And until next time. <laughs>